Welcome to Empowering Motherless Daughters, where we help women to change, grow, and heal. My name is Zainab and I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Today I have with me Abigail. She is from Forgiving Gifts. Yes, Forgiving well, Gifts. Well, she's the business owner, everything mm-hmm. of Forgiving Gifts. If you haven't checked out that website, I really want you to check it out. There's so much that you can learn if you're someone that is in need of pain. Do you, I think you have a service because I think when I went on the website, you can like kind of order or something. Right. Yeah, you I can do. order her services. So make sure to check out her website. It's called www.forgivinggifts.com, right? right? That's correct. And it is a safe website, just so you know, so right. you can put your credit card on there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about forgiveness. Now, as you all may know, I have forgive. So I told myself many times, but it's not that easy. So Abigail is going to talk to us about that. But first, introduce yourself. Tell us all about you, who okay. you are, and all that good stuff. Um, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. This is an awesome opportunity. Um, my name is Abigail uh, McNeil. I am a registered nurse. And then also, I am a business owner, and it's called Forgiving Gifts. Um, the purpose of that was, you know, forgiveness is a gift. Yeah. It's a gift from God. You know, so I um, started it as... Um, I thought about like things I could do to be able to reach people, you know, and having issues with with forgiveness. I have issues of my own with forgiveness. And so I was going through a tough time in life. And then uh, it took me probably about six, seven years to get to that point of healing. See, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. Don't let people pressure you now. That's right. It takes a long time. And everybody don't arrive at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, so... um, and so then I started, originally it started off as a ministry in my church. Um, and what we do is we go around, we do presentations on forgiveness and show the relationship between unforgiveness and illness. So we break down like different illnesses like depression, anxiety, opiate addiction, food addictions, and then kind of look at them as, you know, like ineffective coping mechanisms when people can't get, get, um, get ahead in life. Mm-hmm. So it started there. And then I said, well, wouldn't it be nice if I just started a business um, that give people reminders as they're going through the healing process? So I have um, T-shirts, mugs, candles, keychains with slogans on them regarding forgiveness mm-hmm. so that you can stay on the right path yeah. to healing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So did you hear that? Forgiveness is a journey. Please stop allowing people to pressure you. I cannot stand that. It annoys me when people say, just forgive. And I thought it was so easy. And I'm like, I've forgiven. (laughs) I have forgiven. And then when I see the person, I'm so angry. I'm so mad. Mm -hmm. I don't don't have good thoughts for them. That is not forgiveness. Not because you verbalize it means that it has happened. Forgiveness starts from within. Before you even get to verbalize it, you Mm -hmm. start thinking good thoughts of people. Right. So you said this comes from a personal space. Right. Where, like, what happened? Like, what, who did through, you have to forgive and why? I went through a pretty bad divorce. Mm, that would and do it. so um, it wasn't so much about what happened. It was more so about how I responded to it, you know? And that's what we have to realize, you know? We have to, to recognize what is our response to the situation. Mm. And so then I was going through and just really having a hard time getting, you know, ahead but forgiveness was something I wanted to do from the very beginning Mm -hmm. from the very start I said I knew I had to forgive 
And the reason why I knew that is because from a young girl, I was 15 years old, my mom died of cancer. Um, she, when I look back on it now, and I think about what she had gone through, I remember one day I asked her at that young age, uh, who was my father, you know? Mm. And she instantly became angry that I asked the question. And so now that I think about that, I think about all the pain that she carried inside and not let it go. And she carried it to her grave. Mm. So I knew for me, I had to forgive from the from day one. Mm -hmm. And even though I decided that I needed to forgive from day one, it still took a long time. And the reason I think it took a long time was because I didn't have the right steps. I didn't know how to begin the process of forgiveness. So it wasn't until one day I decided, you know what, I can't take this anymore. Mm -hmm. You just get tired. I get tired. And I was yeah. like, I can't take this, these thoughts anymore mm -hmm. on my mind. The first thing in the morning, last thing at night. So I remember one day I cried out, you know, mm -hmm. to the Lord. I know everybody don't have the same beliefs, but I'm a Christian and I have that, those beliefs. Sweet Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so I cried out to him. I said, I can't take this anymore. You have to fix this. You have got to move this because otherwise it's just, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's like holding me back. It and will. he did. And so when I did that is when he decided to, you know what, it was like a light bulb. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put a program together and I want you to show the relationship between unforgiveness and illness. And I want you to, not only is it going to be for you, it's going to help someone else. So it was then at that point that I knew what my purpose was. Really? Yes. So you had an aha moment. I had an aha moment. And throughout this whole process, I've had an aha moment because it went from putting that program together until uh, I wrote a play um, for the children of the church. Because he said, I want the children to be a part of it because they need to start to learn from an early age. Put, the, put a play together. I don't write plays. I've never written a play <laughs> until then. And so and even with the play, he uh -huh. said, I said, OK, Lord, I want to have a song or something to go along with it. I want music so that it can all tie together and it'll be a full program. And so I went looking, trying to find, you know, something that would match what I needed to do and what I was trying to mm -hmm. get out there, and I couldn't find anything. So then the Holy Spirit said, write it. I don't write songs. <laughs> yes. He said, write it. So I remember one night I was... On my bed, it was probably maybe 1 o'clock, 12, 12 midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there, and it was just like, he said, okay, it's time to write. And so I took out a pen, piece of paper, and I barely had any light on in my room, you know. And I just started writing. And I was rhyming and everything, and I'm like, and see, I'm the type of person that don't know music. I am, like, clueless when it comes to music and he told me to write the song, and I did. So the song is up on YouTube. It's up on um, iTunes. It's up on Amazon. It is. I have to go listen to that. Yes, yes. It's a beautiful Poor song. researcher I am. <laughs> so it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, and so I just knew then that this was my purpose because he gave me a whole entire program. So now I'm on the second play. And uh, we're working on that. And I'm just, you know, this has just been such a blessing to yes. be in the position. And I'm just so honored that he chose me to do this. 
And it's really oh has been, you know, it really has been good. It's been really good. That was so good. Yes. So I remember in 2016, I had, I don't know if it was an aha moment. I don't know what it was, but I was just so tired. No, not 2016, probably 2015, a year prior. When I had, I went to church and I was just like, God, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to the altar, you know, how they call and all that. Right. You go for people to pray on you, blah, blah, blah. And I remember sitting there and feeling like something has changed. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But after the after I went to the altar, I came back and I sat on my seat. I felt like my life was going to be different wow. from then on. Mm -hmm. Now, right. let's talk about that. The, okay. How did it happen? <laughs> was not how I wanted it to okay. happen. <laughs> this is how the Lord gets us. Mm -hmm. He gives us this vision, and you think, yes, this is great. This is how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you <laughs> how it happened. Right. And everything that transpired after that, I was like, that vision, I was mad. Because it was, it was a lot. You know, I'm just giving you. But anyway, when you said that about, like, you kind of felt it and you mm -hmm. had the aha moment, it just, it took me back to that. Like, right. I can relate because I have something similar like that, mm -hmm. you know, that happened 2015, I believe, 2015 or 2016, the beginning. Okay. But I remember I was like, oh, mm -hmm. this is weird. Right. So now you said that you went through like a personal, um, you know, uh, a divorce and all that, that kind of triggered you. So for you, what did unforgiveness look like? Unforgiveness looked like... Um, you know, just a complete burden. You're carrying around, just kind of feeling like you're not really enjoying life. Like mm. you're you're stuck. You're moving ahead and you're thinking you're moving ahead. But it's just something that's holding you back. Mm. You know, from being your best self. From just, you know, making uh, decisions, you know. Adequate decisions to, to move forward in life, you know, just kind of feel like you're just like, I'm stuck. And where am I going? What's my purpose? What am I doing here? Why am I here? Wow. So you, know? you for you, you just felt like you were stuck. Like yeah, I just felt like decisions. I was just like, yeah, just felt like I was just stuck. And were you angry? Were you mad? Were you I don't think I was angry. Sad? No, not really angry or mad. Um, maybe disappointed, mm -hmm. you, you know. Um, maybe embarrassed, you know, that can create unforgiveness because yes. <laughs> that's where the ego gets in there. Yes, Once exactly. that ego takes over, uh -huh. exactly. Unforgiveness just blooms, it just mm -hmm. blows up. So it's, right. it's a tough one. I it's get that. It's a tough one. Yes. So when you started the journey, what did it look like for you? When I started the journey of forgiveness? Yes. Oh, it just looked like forgiving gifts. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looked like freedom. It looks like freedom. peace. Peace. You know? Oh. It just looked like joy, happiness. It's just like I can be in my own space and be happy. You know, sometimes we feel like we need somebody to come along and make us happy. Mm -mm. <laughs> Listen to me. Mm -hmm. You don't need anyone to come along and make you happy. It is your responsibility. That's right. Now, you guys know me. I always say it. You are responsible for your own life. Right. Like, you have the power to create 
the life that you want, despite the traumas, des mm -hmm. despite the disappointments, despite whatever betrayals, whatever you may have gone through. Right. You are responsible for that. So don't let no one take that away from you. That's right. Continue. So, um, and just, like I said, just, just gave me opportunity for like, okay, I can live. Now I know my purpose, you know? Mm. And it's just, it was just a great, it's just a great feeling. It really is. You know, a word that just kind of, you know, just kind of like stuck with me for a second is that, um, freedom. Right. Because what people don't know is when you are, um, when you have unforgiveness in your heart. You get you stuck. You get chained to that person like forever, like right, this. Right. You're with them forever, and mm -hmm. you're like, but I don't want to be with them. Or you know, they did this to me. What are they? I don't want to think about them. But you, 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 like, girl, like, come on, mm -hmm. like, you are, you're chained to them. Right. When you have the key to release yourself right. from that, so you exactly. see, like, freedom, unforgiveness has freedom. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you say? to people that are like, hmm, well, everybody's talking about unforgiveness, unforgiveness. I really don't feel like, you know, it's worth it. It's going to be beneficial to me. And they're angry because they're like, this person did something so bad to me. They were so awful to me. Or mm -hmm. they've committed a act of violence, a heinous crime or something. Mm -hmm. What do you say to those people? I would say that, you know, just understanding that forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Be selfish. Yes. It's about you. Mm -hmm. You know, when something happens, you're the one that suffers, you know, feel that. So to allow them to continue to have control over you, even after the, you know, offense occurred, mm -hmm. it's allowing them to continue to have control, you know, over your everyday, your, you know... Your ability to get out of bed in the morning, mm. to be able to hold down a job, to be able to move forward and find your purpose. And you just have that continued bondage, mm -hmm. you know. So just remembering that it's not that what they did was saying what they did was right. right. It's not right. It's not saying that you have to rekindle the relationship. You don't have to do that. You know, mm. you know, you, you know where you stand with that person. But forgiveness is so that you can let go. So for your release to move forward. Release. Release. <laughs> Get yourself out that shackle. That's Whatever right. the chains, just release right. yourself, okay? Uh -huh. So, like for me and my motherless daughters, we're being forced by society mm -hmm. to say, well, your mother is always going to be your mother. I hate that comment. Mm -hmm. Because don't you think I know that? Okay. However, that does not mean that I should subject myself to a toxic relationship. I have forgiven my mother. I actually have because right. I wish her well. Mm -hmm. I don't even think about her or get angry or get upset. But there are a lot of motherless daughters that I'll get like, I'll talk to on the phone mm -hmm. or I'll get an email or something like that. And they feel pressured by society mm -hmm. to not just forgive, but to forgive, condone, accept, mm -hmm. engage, interact with the abuser or mm -hmm. the person that is not healthy for them. Right. What would you say to them? Um, I would say that, again, it's not for, you know, it's not for the other, pa the per other person. The forgiveness is for you. 
okay. you know, so um, you don't feel like you have to condone or accept what's mm-hmm. happened. Um, I understand that your your mother is your mother or your father is your mm-hmm. father or whoever that is. But if you're finding yourself in a toxic environment, that's not beneficial to you. You know, and sometimes you have to understand um, that people that hurt people are hurting themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. being able to, you know, you may need to find yourself looking back into their history, you know, and finding out what caused them to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, why are they this way? What were what were their traumatic experiences in their life that caused them to behave this way? You know, and then once you kind of, you know, spend time doing that and kind of looking at and recognizing what they their pain was is when you can kind of start to begin the healing process because people can only give you what they have. Mm-hmm. If they don't have that title of being, they just have the title of being the mother or the father, and not necessarily the skills, you know. Of, a lot of mothers, but no right. mommies. Exactly. And they don't have it. So then, you know, it may take you to kind of look back, you know, mm-hmm. see what's going on with them. You know, and then you can kind of, you know, start the healing process for yourself. But you really have to get to whatever it is that's going to help you heal. That's the goal. I mean, that is true. Only for me... I had to look at myself first and mm-hmm. sort out what I needed before I was able to even look at my mother's, like, how she grew up and all of that stuff. Um, I definitely agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I can also understand if you are not ready to even look at your mother's situation. Right, exactly. Not because someone grew up a certain way means that it's okay. Right. I didn't grow up with the mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't have all the tools and all the stuff that I needed. Mm -hmm. However, as an adult, I made it my responsibility to be different Mm -hmm. because I didn't like how it felt. I didn't want to inflict the same abuse and neglect and rejection that I endure onto my child. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are not ready to look at your mother's childhood or Mm -hmm. her, how she grew up, all that craziness, Mm -hmm. You don't really have to, but it's also another part of your journey is what Abigail is saying. Right. It's Mm -hmm. also something for you to kind of get a better understanding. For me, it kind of made sense. And it also kind of made me say, "Mm, this is a generational thing. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it happened Mm -hmm. A, B, it happened A, then B, then C, it's like trickling down. Right. And so it... I guess it gave me a little bit more energy mm-hmm. and the awareness kind of made me feel like Mm-mm, it has to stop here now. Right. So it's just something for you to think about. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to break the curse. <laughs> like, Someone has to break the curse. And it's not a job that is easy. Mm-hmm. Right. I did not like it. Right. So I was like, why me? Right. <laughs> I just, you know, I just want to be, okay. I just want to do my own thing. Uh-huh. It's a responsibility. Right. I didn't like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> First, I'm just saying. I get it. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break and we will be back. Stay tuned. One of the things that, and, and going through this process is being able to recognize yourself. Mm. You have to see yourself, you know, and be able to, to really become empathetic you know for someone else 
Yeah. You know? And so it's just so important and that's that's really hard to do. But you know, you do have to go through that journey in order to heal. We are back with Abigail and we are talking about forgiveness. Now I know you guys saw this video on um it was like it went viral. The police officer that shot the black guy mm -hmm. in some western state. And then um, the brother, when they were sentenced to the cop, the brother told her that he forgave her. And I watched that video and I said, oof. <laughs> My first thought, and I know you had it too, was how? How could, she, like, how could he just like, like just forgives her like like that like i this is someone that took a life like a whole life and I, I saw the video and i was like i don't know for some reason i'm just like is he in his right mind that was what i was thinking like mm -hmm. like does he even know what he's doing does he right. even know what this whole forgiveness thing is all about how can he forgive so quickly mm -hmm. can people do that yes mm-hmm I watched that too, and uh, when I watched it, uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of the trial and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but what what went viral was what you're talking about with him. He gave a, her a hug. He gave her a hug. You I would have been like this now. <laughs> he gave her a hug, and then some people, you know, felt like you did. You know, were just I like, didn't understand he, it. Like, how could he forgive her? What is that all about? I don't even know if all of his family were on the same page as he was when he did that. And they did not know that he was going to do that. Yeah, I think that you was like just a... Right, exactly. And so when I saw it and he said, can I just give her a hug? And so he gave her a hug and I immediately started to cry. I really did. And I was just like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. But you know what? The reason why is because what I thought about was what a release that must have been for him. Think about that. The release of not being bound to the, the pain, the hurt, the disappointment of what happened. The release of being able to get out of the bed in the morning. The, the release of being able to function, to be able to hold down your job, to be able to continue to try to mm -hmm. move forward in life. You know, if we think about it that way, what about, not about so much what she did, because we can't take it back, we can't change it. But what about what what the release was like for him to be able to have that weight lifted from him? Because, you know, when people hold on to things, they put themselves at high risk of illness, of depression, heart disease, heart disease cancer, mm -hmm. you know, um, depression, not being able to move forward and just really carrying that weight around for, um, you know, for the rest of rest of his life. You know, but if you think about what that must have did for him, not her, forget about what happened in that situation. Think about him and knowing that, you know what, I can I can, I can live my life mm -hmm. knowing that I can't make, I can't go back. She's going to deal with her own issues when it comes to that. Wow. And, and, and then me carrying around that hurt and anger, how's that going to affect her? It's only going to affect me. It's can just you forgive like, her from a distance? Why did he have to hug her? Because he, he wanted her to know. You know, he wanted her to know. And maybe he wanted her to know for her own healing so that she can begin to forgive herself. Can you imagine what it's like if she, you know, uh, the unforgiveness that she's going through? Is she? I think so. Oh, you're so I mean, sweet. Who would, who would want to be there? 
don't kill people. I, I didn't understand that. But who would want to be in that position of where she is right now? Like, you know, that would make you think twice right there. Like, I don't, I don't want to be here. She probably thought she could get away with it. Oh. And it happened to be that she ended up in jail. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the whole thing of the trial. I just felt like for that moment, he released himself from that he took back bondage. his power. Yes. Because otherwise, she would continue to have control over his every day. His every day. Man, I guess. I just didn't understand the hugging situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I just like, you know. And that was, you know, and that was his way of doing it. You know, where someone else may say, you know what, I forgive her. And she may never know. He's such a kind soul. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to be like that. Mm -hmm. And even yeah. like the judge, I think, gave her a hug too, you know. Yeah. Why? I guess because they just, that was their way of just, you know. I didn't even Releasing themselves. Releasing themselves from What the is the judge releasing himself from? That was her, but you know. <laughs> she, what is she releasing herself from? You know, I guess she just wanted to kind of just spread love. Just let her know that, you know, she's See, not hated. I, I am not fully there, just mm -hmm. so you know, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, but it's I a process. It's a process. It's a process, you know, and everybody don't arrive at the same time, you know, whereas he arrived at that moment and his family will probably take years mm. if, 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 if ever, you know, he was in New York while his family is still in Alabama mm -hmm. trying to catch the flight of forgiveness to get to New York. Mm -hmm. He was way ahead of them. He was way ahead of them. I was like, mm -hmm. and he's so young. He is. Like, where is and this then coming it, from? Yeah, that was his answer, you know. And, you know, uh, I have to forgive in order to be forgiven. You know, because we all have things. We, we, you know. So, I had to mm -hmm. start with forgiving myself first. Right. And that was so hard because I had to look at myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think you're perfect. <laughs> You think, uh huh? I got this down right. Yes, I am good. And then you have to go look at yourself in the mirror. Oh yes, mm hmm. It's awful. It's a hard thing to do. Very hard. It's very very hard to look at yourself in the mirror. So when I looked at myself in the mirror, I started like realizing like I have a lot of flaws. I have a lot of things that I could change about myself, mm -hmm. my character, some of my characters. I yo know I had anger issues before. Um, let's see. I didn't know how to love myself. I was very angry at my molesters. I was angry mm -hmm. at my mother. Of course, I mean, just if someone did something to me, just the slightest thing. The smallest thing, I would take it so personally, I will hold it on like it's treasure. Mm -hmm. And then that will build up to something else, build up to something else, build up to something else. The next thing you know, I'm blowing off on the wrong person. That is all unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. But that my behavior towards other people was because I did not forgive myself. Mm -hmm. I was angry at myself because... Who you are and how you feel about yourself is what trickles out to other people. Right. So the way I, I was, 
was I felt very disgusted with myself. And so I, my behaviors were like that, just disgust. Mm -hmm. And when I had to forgive myself, you know, peel out the, you know, peel the layers, open up like an onion. And I started realizing I've made a lot of bad mistakes, a lot of horrible mistakes. And I had to forgive myself for those right. things. Mm -hmm. You know, tell myself like, oh, I didn't know. Of course, you know, I went through therapy. I went through counseling. I believe in counseling. I believe in Jesus. But I know Jesus says he provided counseling for a reason. So I go there. I didn't sit on my own. You do what works for you. If you have a church that provides good counseling, do that. That's where I started right. in church. So, I mean, I had to do that. I had to forgive myself. And it was just such a, it was an awful feeling initially. I right. hated it. Mm -hmm. All of it. Mm -hmm. right. I didn't like it. But afterwards, I started learning about me. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, well, I like this. I like to do this. I like to be here. I like to be this. And from that, I started to radiate love, radiate kindness, radiate forgiveness, mm -hmm. because I was able to forgive myself first. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, what do you think? And that's that's really hard. I, I totally agree with that, you know. The one thing is, uh, while I was going through my, my journey, the Lord was really trying to show me myself. Mm. And... That's a hard thing to do, you know? So it's like walking past a mirror, like, oh, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. No. I don't want to see it. Yes. You, know? you don't want to see yourself in the mirror. You're like, no. Exactly. Yes. Like, I'm perfect, you know? Yes. I did X, Y, and Z. I did everything right. Yes. You know? And then so then it's, you're not like, no. And he would bring me a little reminder. Remember when this happened? Yes. How did you respond to this? And so yes. I really, one of the things, and, and, and going through this process is being able to recognize yourself. Mm. You have to see yourself, you know, and be able to, to really become empathetic, mm -hmm. you know, for someone else. Yeah. You know? And so it's just so important. And that's, that's really hard to do. But, you know, you do have to go through that journey in order to heal you got to at least, before you give some, forgive somebody else, you got to really be able to see yourself and forgive yourself. See yourself. Mm -hmm. Own yourself. Mm -hmm. Accept yourself That's with right. all the craziness, the imperfection, the flaws, whatever you want to call it. Right. Just be okay with that. And once you're okay with you, you you be so empathetic towards other people. That's right. You say you be so loving towards other right. people. Because you, know? you know you too have you know mm -hmm. more forgiveness. You know, like for instance, you may not have been the offender in this situation, but you were in another situation. So you know what it feels like to yeah. really want somebody to forgive you. You know, and so then you can be empathetic and like, okay, well, I remember when I did, and I really needed right. somebody to forgive me. So yeah, I need to open up. And be willing, you know, yes. to understand that sometimes people are remorseful. Sometimes the apology comes and we're not ready to accept it because we think they haven't suffered long enough. It's true. So we want to hold them into it yes. even longer, you yeah. know, but mm -hmm. we're only holding right. ourselves. We're only holding ourselves. It is it. true. Right. It is true because <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to suffer. I'm waiting for you to go right. through exactly what I went through and even more. Exactly. But really, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine called me yesterday and she's like, 
can you believe such and such got fired after how evil she was to me, blah, 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 you know? Uh-huh. And for her, it was like a validation. And I was just trying to be a friend and listen to the whole conversation. Uh-huh. But I was like, what good does that do for you? Right. Like, even though she's fired now, like mm-hmm. two years later, right. after the whole <clears throat> incident happened, like, mm-hmm. th- even her being fired doesn't change the situation. Right. The situation still happened. Exactly. So, like, you just got to, like, I mean, I was just trying to tell her, I said, listen, this is just a validation of how amazing God is. This Mm -hmm. is how I see it. Mm -hmm. Only because you were hurt so deeply, Mm -hmm. you were done wrong, and you were expecting for it to be handled at that time. Right. <clears throat> for the mm-hmm. revenge to come at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, just wait. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Because right. at that time, all she was she would have gotten was the discipline. Right. But guess what? Mm-hmm. Two years later, mm-hmm. the Lord addressed it in a way, even she that was didn't even expect it to happen. Right. <laughs> you know, the Lord says, you know, vengeance is mine. You know? Yeah, it and is. his timing and our timing are not the same. That's you know? what I was trying to tell her yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, how, I mean, she she doesn't believe in God, so she mm-hmm. says or something, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I don't push religion on anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was just trying to tell her, like, to me, just hearing that story, it's not even about what happened to her. It's just a confirmation, like, <laughs> vengeance is the Lord for real. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, right. you can never do it as good as God. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting back sometime waiting. Mm-hmm. For it to happen, that you know, we're awful. sitting and we're looking like, like, oh, how do they get a new car? They did X, Y, and Z. Yes. How do they get a new house? They did this, this, this. I mean, you're waiting. You'll be waiting, you know, all your life, waiting for somebody to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it could never, you know, and and you know, it may never happen, or you may not actually you see, see it. it. Yeah, you may not actually. You see may not it. see it. That's right. it. That's so it. instead of you like staying focused on that, mm-hmm. like. Just live your life. Right. Focus on you. Focus, Focus on, on you. A lot of times, the people that have hurt us, they don't remember. I call it selective amnesia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't remember somehow what they have done. And you know, the truth of the matter is it happens to us too. Because I've done some things that people tell me, I'm like, what? Right. So I cannot put my life on hold for someone that doesn't even remember me. Mm-hmm. Now, some people... They remember, they're just lying. But at the end of the day, no matter what I do in my mind to kind of hurt the other person, it's not going to touch them. So even if when someone doesn't say they're sorry, that's right. They're not remorseful, right? You still got to show them love. You still got to show them compassion, empathy. Mm -hmm. And you can start doing that from afar. You don't have to be in a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. You can do it from afar. And that can be done by honoring yourself and learning how to forgive. That's right. Please do not sit in that toxicity. Mm I know, I know, trust me, I know what pain feels like. 
sometimes the heart pain you're in so much pain like it physically hurts it physically cripples you it puts you in a handicapped chair and mm -hmm. so you can't get out of bed because you're so mad you're so angry right because they did not do you right mm -hmm. whether it's your mom for me that's what happened mm -hmm. or it's a boyfriend it's a husband it's a family friend you have to release yourself. I'm not telling you how to forgive. I'm not telling you that you have to. I'm giving you options. Right. So you know how powerful you can be. Mm -hmm. You want to get access to power? Honey, start with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiving yourself. You become so powerful. Because mm. <laughs> you're in control of your own life. That's right. You take back that control. That's it. And I have a story I just want to share with you real quick. Um, and it's about like how, you know, how important forgiveness is and how much of your life are you going to give to someone else? Mm, so several, back. Uh -huh. <laughs> several months ago, I met a lady and she was actually, I'm, I'm writing a book too. So this, story I know, I know you're doing book. that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, I met a lady and she was in her eighties, you know, mm -hmm. so I get to her house and everything is just perfect. I mean, everything was neat and in its place and mm, organized. Yes, and neat. she was clean and she smelled good, you know. And I was like, wow, this is really nice. So we sat down and began to talk. And she started to express to me how depressed and how paranoid. And getting out of the bed in the morning was just the hardest thing for her to do. And she would frequently go back to bed during the day because she just could not take it. So I started to kind of peel back the onion, and, and I wanted to know, well, how did you get here? So first she said, mm, I've always been this way. Hmm. And she's 80, you know? And I said, no. Your whole life? You hadn't always been this way. How did mm -hmm. you get here? And she said, well, maybe it has something to do with my husband left me with three young kids to raise on my own, and he went and started a whole new family. Again, she's 80. So her kids now are, have got to be, you know, what, like what, 50? 50, 60 years old? She's been in prison for that long? She's been in prison for that long. And I said to her, I said, have you forgiven him? So she, and her eyes got this big, and she just looked at me, and she says, um, I don't, I don't know. Ooh. And so I Oh my goodness, like, you know, mm -hmm. as forgiveness is, is for you. And she felt at that moment, she, I could just tell she felt this release because she just like was just in awe that I would ask her that. And then I'm sure she's heard it before mm -hmm. in all this time, but for some reason she's held on to that. And she said from there, she ended up in abusive relationships because her, her self-esteem was low and she ended up in relationships with people the guys were abusing her because of mm -hmm. that that first you know relationship because her thought process is all blurry she's all she, blurry yeah it's all blurry not so making good choices not make, yep exactly not making good choices mm -hmm. and so that's the one thing we have to be mindful too of making good choices <sighs> what are we doing to ourselves by not forgiving what are we doing to ourselves you know, how are we just, you know, making bad choices when it comes to to our, our diet and the things that we eat? Yo. You know, 
you choose the wrong food because you're just trying to you're trying exactly. to feel that. Yeah. And so how many times we seen we watching a movie or something like that, and then somebody's from- going through a breakup and they go get a tub of ice cream and they're sitting there eating ice cream. So mac and cheese for me. Right. Because you know what? <laughs> that stuff it it, it 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 increases you know that feel good mechanism, the dopamine, you know, and serotonin in the in the brain. Okay. You know. So take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. So listen. We will be right back. Right there. Uh, 50 years of allowing somebody to continue to have control over you, over your, your life, your ability to function, your, you know, mentally, physically, putting you at high risk for disease and things like that. The most digits, I don't, like, you don't even see it coming. Mm-hmm. The anger, and you like, Grandma, why are you so angry? Right. Why are you so upset? Like, it's not that serious. Right. You know, but I think it's a residue, you know, from the mm-hmm. pain right. that she experienced with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. What's causing you the pain? You know, what happened, what traumatic event occurred in your life that caused you to be where you are? And then be honest with how it makes you feel, you know? Sometimes, we, you know, we're sad. We're depressed, we're hurt, and we say, what? I'm fine. Forgiveness, how much that would do for you in your life and your everyday, your relationships with others. Yes. You know, your ability to work, your your goals in life, be able to reach your goals. Mm-hmm. And because now you can think, 